The call to introduce an anti-discrimination law in Korea has been growing among activists as well as uh, from members of the political circle, even religious groups. The c h o g e Order of Korean Buddhism, uh, together with uh, various other civic groups, recently walked around the National Assembly building calling for the introduction of this anti-discrimination bill. Um, in Korea, the uh, current parliamentary term uh, did begin, and so uh, there is a push to get this bill Passed. They said that despite the Justice Ministry's pre-announcement of the legislation back in uh, 2007, so we're talking 13 years ago, from the 17th to the 20th National Assemblies, all parliaments failed to pass this law. So the minor opposition Justice Party has also asked other fellow lawmakers to show their uh, support for the law in a press conference last week. So we're going to discuss this issue further with uh, freelance journalist Rafael Rashid here in the studio. Hello to you, sir. Good morning. So um, the basic gist of... Of, I, I, I think most reasonable-minded people will say, are you for discrimination or are you against discrimination? Majority will say, yeah, I don't like discrimination, right? right? Ho- hopefully, yeah. yeah. But, but the actual kind of contents of this bill are going to be sort of uh, in dispute, which we'll mm, talk about. Mm, but mm. what is the general gist of the anti-discrimination law as proposed here in Korea? Uh, what kinds of discrimination um, and implication of those who would violate, uh, as it is written right now, the proposed law? Yeah, sure. So it's, it's quite simple. An anti-discrimination law would be a law that would uh, ban all forms of discrimination in South Korean society. Um, and these uh, discrimination would be defined as um, that against anyone based on a number of uh, categories, mm-hmm. including sex, disability, age, language, country of origin, place of origin, ethnicity, uh, nationality, you know, pregnancy, um, economic circumstances, criminal record, um, sexual orientation, gender identity, uh, academic background, etc., etc. This is approximately 20, just over 20 categories that okay. have been proposed. Hopefully, it will be all-inclusive. Um, and that's why a lot of people are usually refer to this law as a comprehensive anti-discrimination law because it would include all categories. What would be the punitive measures? So the punitive measures, um, well... If, if this, uh, right now there is a, a bill that is going to be tabled soon, hopefully, uh, and uh, it, it says that victims who have been discriminated against can file a petition with the National Human Rights Commission of Korea and a penalty of less than 30 million won could potentially be enforced if a person receives a recommendation from the Human Rights mm. Commission um, and if they fail to act on the recommendation without any justifiable reason. There could be um, foreign observers who might be surprised that uh, there actually isn't any existing uh, law mm. uh, on the books in regards to uh, discrimination, anti-discrimination. Uh, the, um, there are other, I guess, uh, entities that have commented on this. The uh, UN Human Rights Council also recommended uh, Korea that uh, they should have this kind of a law, uh, and they've done that on multiple occasions. Yeah, actually, I mean, this has come up uh, at the United Nations uh, on multiple occasions over a number of years, and the UN has constantly pressed South Korea to enact a comprehensive anti-discrimination law, but every time uh, it seems the South Korean government kind of deflects the question. Uh, I mean, just for example, in October, the UN Committee on the Rights of the Child said that they remained concerned that the adoption of an anti-discrimination law had been hampered since 2007. Mm. Um, And uh, just last year, in December, the Office of the 
Human Rights Commission at the UN also said that the South Korean government had made insufficient progress regarding this matter and that the uh, committee said that it is apparent that uh, the the government has not made enough efforts to to adopt this law um, that would cover all the prohibited grounds of discrimination, nor nor is it planning to take such steps. And so the committee requested uh, the government to provide detailed information about the measures taken in respect to um, you know, enacting this, this law, um, looking forward to progress. But so far, there has been little progress. Right. And if you have any uh, thoughts on this issue, you can always uh, text us at pound 1013 uh, for 51 on your mobile phone. You can text us in Korean or in English. Uh, we should say that... I think the public image of if you are part of a religious group, uh, you you normally are going to be lumped in with these, uh, we can call conservative uh, evangelicals. Mm -hmm. But uh, there have actually been religious leaders, and they've been holding press conferences and rallies, uh, talking about uh, this call for um, uh, some kind of legislation uh, to be made. Why do you think there is such a a strong demand now from these various groups, including uh, some of these religious groups? Um. You know, why is there such a strong demand? I think, you know, I think the answer is obvious. There are currently no legal repercussions against anyone for discriminating against another person. That means in theory, you have the freedom to discriminate as much as you like and face no penalties. So you can be racist, you can say very racist things and, well, be let let go. The only... time when you may face a penalty is if the act of discriminating uh, against someone brings about defamation of character, which is a kind of different law. Yeah. So, um, yeah, stating the obvious to get rid of discrimination in society. And uh, like you said, uh, a number of uh, activists as well as religious leaders, including from the Catholic Church, Protestant Church, uh, Buddhism and One Buddhism, have They held a press conference last week, uh, united in demanding the government to enact a comprehensive anti-discrimination law. The uh, those churches, the Catholic, uh, some of the more progressive uh, prog- Protestant churches, yeah. uh, Buddhism, Wambas, these are um, uh, religious groups that have been also uh, key parts of the uh, democracy movement in decades past as well. It's interesting they're also part of this uh, mm-hmm. uh, drive for an anti-discrimination bill. But this is not the first time we're hearing about this in the uh, political circles, this need to raise a lot. It's been, as we said, from the 17th National Assembly all the way up to the uh, 20th National Assembly. Mm-hmm. Each session had a chance to pass this. They never did. What is stopping it from being passed? Um, One simple answer is uh, conservative Christian lobby groups. Mm. So if I were to try to to explain the logic, they see see homosexuality as a disease. So they see that this law, they claim to be a, a gay law in that they believe... protecting the human rights of sexual minorities will be detrimental to society. They believe that if you are not able to discriminate, it will mean that homosexuality, which they consider to be a disease, will spread. Um, And if it spreads, people will become gay. If people become gay, uh, the family unit will be destroyed. The country will weaken. There will be less children. The military will weaken. 
uh, and this country could be prone to a North Korean invasion. I mean, there's... there's <laughs> you are going down a real slippery slope that's being described here right that, now. That's, yeah. that's the logic that is being put forward. Um, and so ultimately, uh, they cannot accept this law because of the word which states no discrimination against sexual minorities. Yeah, and so that... Um line of logic, if we can call it line of logic that you just described, uh, it is attributed strongly to these uh, very conservative uh, uh, Christian uh, lobbying groups, uh, and they certainly wield a lot of influence still in society. But I've got to say, uh, Raphael, that uh, it does, I think, permeate in other aspects of society as well. There are even people who might consider themselves progressives and say, you know, it's wrong to discriminate against someone from what region they're from or their economic background Uh, or their academic background. But they will still also say that um, homosexuality is maybe something that's maybe a little bit uncomfortable for them to deal with. And you agree, right? Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, It's obviously not everyone might, you know, not everyone might be, uh, might like, um, you know, say LGBT, but at the same time, I don't think it is a reason to uh, be able to discriminate against any, you know, any, any groups or any religions right. or any, any people of any backgrounds. And I think that this law is for, for far too long has been portrayed, um, deliberately portrayed as just being uh, a gay law, basically, or a, a law that protects LGBTQ, which is absolutely not the case. Um, you know, hate speech uh, has no uh, legal repercussions in this country. Racism, like right. I said, is also a major issue. And when we talk about these issues of uh, racism and hate speech, usually, you know, if you read an article, it will just say uh, there are no, um, there is no anti-discrimination law in this country. Mm. And then they won't really explain why. Um, unfortunately, it is because of this one, more or less because of this one specific wording related to sexual minorities, which basically affects the entire group. So just because of one group, then the entire group, entire society suffers. So, so bottom line, let, let's just kind of put it out there. The main reason why this hasn't passed is the um, LGBT provision in the bill, in your view, right? From the 17th correct, to the 20th. Correct, correct. The, the other aspects are not considered as controversial. Uh, potent, t- potentially gender identity, but... Right, but that's also yeah. part of the LGBTQ uh, question. Okay, so um, 21st National Assembly, uh, we, we just got launched. Uh, still some uh, di- dispute over the committee chairs and uh, who's going to head them, but it does look like uh, legislation will begin. There are certain priorities, as, as you well know, that uh, probably will be on the top of the list, including uh, passing the third supplementary budget for economic uh, stimulus. Mm-hmm. But uh, there seems to be, uh, according to some of the activists and maybe uh, with the Justice Party as well, there's some hope that maybe the 21st is going to be the session that gets this passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk about that? Yeah, so um, the Justice Party has said it is one of their top priorities, if not the top priority. And uh, lawmaker Zhang Heyong of the Justice Party has recently completed a draft of a comprehensive anti-discrimination law and is looking for co-sponsors as we speak to table the, the, the bill. Uh, the National Human Rights Commission of Korea has said it's going to most likely urge the government very soon to enact this mm. law. Um, and, you know, we've, you know, the, the elections are over, but the ruling party now has its landslide majority to basically do whatever it wants and has enough seats um, to, to pass this law uh, without necessarily uh, giving in to the more conservative voices.
One question, and I know this maybe goes outside the uh, kind of the uh, realm of our discussion here, but the Justice Party, uh, 정의당, mm-hmm. has been the biggest proponent of getting this passed, particularly their advocacy for um, uh, the uh, LGBT community mm-hmm. here. They're basically the only relevant political force that uh, serves as a voice uh, for that community. Mm-hmm. Uh, their influence, we can say, has been diminished somewhat mm-hmm. as a result of the recent parliamentary elections. Uh, they've lost seats. Uh, uh, their leader, Shim Sang-jung, has been criticized in the past from uh, maybe supporters of the ruling party and, and, and supporters of the government for being perhaps a little bit less uh, loyal to the cause. So there's a little less appetite to necessarily be uh, cooperative with the uh, Justice Party. Do you think that plays a dynamic in this? Because you did mention the ruling party <laughs> having these o- overwhelming uh, number of, of seats, but uh, they're not necessarily as buddy-buddy uh, as they used to be. They are not, um, but I do think that uh, this is a law that the majority, uh, the the ruling party, has been um, considering as well. Potentially not uh, very publicly, but they've always had to downplay their uh, opinions and thoughts on this, basically in order to gain votes. Uh, but now that the votes are out of the way. It is the perfect golden opportunity, in my opinion, to okay. to go ahead and 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 advocate this law. And actually, you know, just I think it was yesterday or two days ago, the National Human Rights Commission of Korea released uh, results of a survey that said that nine in ten South Koreans are in favor of an anti discrimination law. Right. I, I'm not sure if that survey takes into account their feelings, though, on the uh, LGBT. It, it does. Provision. It, it does. It's it's slightly less for LGBTQ. Right. I think it's about uh, seven in ten people that are in favor of it. Um, But they've also released other results, um, related results, saying, for example, that 7 in 10 foreign residents say racism exists in South Korea. Mm. And also that 7 in 10 South Koreans believe social discrimination is at a serious level. So, you know, the facts speak for themselves. Many people in this society do feel uh, discriminated against and are in favor of this law. There's a bit of a perfect confluence of factors. I believe strongly that the the Black Lives Matter movement, and rightly so, this increased attention to the inherent institutional Mm -hmm. racism in American society has brought some awareness now uh, to other places, Mm. including Korea, that's saying, you know, we're not so perfect ourselves either. And this is obviously a problem that we're seeing in the U.S. And that I think, as what you're saying, is kind of opened people's eyes up to that. Also, the COVID-19 pandemic, can you address that uh, issue about the LGBT community, particularly after the the so-called Itaewon Club outbreak, where uh, perhaps uh, this kind of a bill in place um, might might have played things out differently. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the Itaewon Club outbreak where you had uh, members of the LGBTQ community who were affected by the virus, um, many of many people, you know, did were reluctant to come forward to get tested. Uh, you know, if you get if you come forward uh, and your, for example, your company finds out that you might be a sexual minority. Um, many were afraid of losing the jobs. And these, these um, fears, are these concerns are very real. There have been cases in the past where people have been fired from their jobs for being uh, gay, lesbian or, or transgender uh, in South Korea. And there is nothing you can really do about it at the moment. Um, so yeah, had this kind of law existed, of course it would have to uh, sink in for quite a few years before people are comfortable with it, probably. But had this law existed and people know that they uh, nothing will happen to them, 
in their workplace, you know, for, for coming out, mm. then I think it, it could have um, panned out very differently. Very, very uh, interesting point. And I think the same thing with the, it's very apples and oranges, but the Shin Chanji situation as well. There mm. was a bit of a social stigma of being yeah. associated with them and that also perhaps uh, yeah, exacerbated absolutely. the spread uh, at that time in Daegu and North Gyeongsang. Devil's advocate, don't don't shoot the messenger. Uh, <laughs> let's say hypothetically, I'm a Christian conservative, mm-hmm. and I say Raphael, and I'm from the American context. Ah, First Amendment rights. I have a right to say what I want. You are discriminating against me for mm. m- being able to uh, kind of talk about gays and how they're spreading their gay and uh, how that's a bad thing. So I feel my rights are being <laughs> stifled by this anti-discrimination bill. Yeah, uh, it's it's ludicrous. <laughs> Um, you know, that is the, the, the rhetoric that is being put forward by these, um, these groups who, as you said, they say that it is their right to discriminate and not being able to discriminate would be discrimination itself. Um, they say that it is a law that favors the few, not the many, and, and that the government is neglecting the majority of people, um, I mean, say what you like, but the whole point of this law is to protect everyone. And it's, it's got nothing to do... Of course, um, minorities, including uh, you know, sexual minorities, are included in this law. But this law has got nothing to do with this one category of people. Yeah. The people themselves who are against this law might actually be the subject of discrimination themselves. Yeah. It can affect anyone sure. in society. There's a similar kind of weird kind of argument going on in the U.S. as well, where um, white people who've had their uh, feathers ruffled (laughs) because of all the uh, call for, um, you know, removing racism. uh, They they say that being called a racist is actually worse than (laughs) racism itself. And so there's a sensitivity here, I think, for people who want to maintain that privilege that they've inherently had for for, uh, many, many, many years. Yeah, by calling out, they say by calling out racism, you are the racist yourself. I mean, yeah. I, I get it online every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, I mean, uh, got about a minute left. Uh, how are other countries dealing with it? Uh, could that serve as sort of an example for Korea to follow? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we just saw in the US, the Supreme Court widened the definition of who cannot be discriminated against in the workplace uh, to include LGBT uh, people to be protected. Um, and also we saw in Germany uh, a few weeks ago, Berlin became the first German state to pass its own anti-discrimination law. Um, so... You know, at the same time, it's easy to it's easy to point the finger to Korea, but let's not forget that not all countries uh, have this law, and even Western uh, nations have only recently passed such kind of laws. So we can look abroad, but it doesn't necessarily it doesn't mean that South Korea okay. should not should not be looking into this itself. Well, final question, Vyrs, just uh, very briefly. On the whole, as somebody who's been uh, following this issue for uh, quite a number of years and, mm. and, and seen the sort of frustrations of these activists, uh, do you feel there is definitely uh, some room for optimism in this session that it will be passed? Yeah, uh, very much so. Uh, I, I have very strong hopes that this law will actually be taken seriously this time around, if not passed overall. Okay, well, uh, there is certainly... A uh, public mandate for it now, as you say, you you cite the uh, recent uh, surveys that have been going on and certainly a public political mandate for the ruling party as well as the government to enact uh, this type of legislation uh, as it is tabled on the agenda there. Rafael Rashid, thank you as always uh, for the insights and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you.